Hi and welcome to the Unapologetically You podcast, your podcast for inspiration, inner peace and allowing you to be you. I'm your host Claire Cockle and it's an absolute pleasure to have you join me here today. If you haven't done already, be sure to hit the subscribe button. This means that you'll be the first to know as soon as any new episode launches. And if you love the podcast or any episode, head over and leave a review on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It'd be so appreciated. And it helps us to spread the word of the podcast and help others in their journey to becoming their unapologetic self. Episode 25. Don't dim your unique light with Christine, worthy of well-being. Today on the podcast, we have Christine Collins, and Christine Collins is Worthy of Wellbeing on Instagram. Christine is a wellness and holistic healer based in the west of Ireland, and she's a woman with a visible heart of gold who allows herself to shine with strength in vulnerability. We connected on Instagram, I think it was about two years ago now, and that's what I love about social media is being able to connect with like-minded people. Christine works in person and online. So Christine, hi, and welcome to the Unapologetically You podcast. Did you want to just give a kind of introduction of yourself and overview of what you offer and what incorporates under your wellness and holistic healer title? Hello. Uh, What a gorgeous introduction. That was lovely. Thank you so much. Um, So, yeah, my name is Christine and I'm from County Roscommon in the west of Ireland. And yeah, I'm basically into Reiki, sound healing and mindfulness and I kind of stumbled across them with my own personal journey with my own mental health and I offer as you said both online and in-person Reiki sessions so Mm -hmm. they can be one-to-one and they can be group and I also go to schools teaching mindfulness to to children which yeah I absolutely adore so in time I would love to do more with the sound healing at the moment that's kind of parked because I just feel it might be a bit overwhelming if I kind of have my finger in all these pies so at the moment it's just Reiki and mindfulness but in time I would love to incorporate sound healing into that as well it'd be uh, it'd be a nice little combination of the three amazing amazing and I can't wait to dig into these aspects a little bit more as well so you mentioned obviously that you share a little bit of your own journey of mental health and I know obviously from following you the last couple of years that's why I wanted to share how you kind of shine with your strength and vulnerability because you do share via social media and Mm -hmm. I always think it's beautiful because it allows others to think that they're not alone and to see the tools that we can use as well to help us moving forwards and it allows us all to be more unapologetically ourselves as well I'd love for you to just share your journey and and kind of what led you to the work that you do now I suppose I for those of you that have followed my page just a little background story for those who don't so I kind of struggled with my mental health for a good few years I suppose throughout my teens and early 20s and I suppose a lot of you will empathize and be very familiar with this but I didn't tell anybody kind of hid it from everyone hid it from friends family And I just assumed that these were the cards I was dealt and I just had to dust myself off and just get on with life. And this is what my life was going to be like. I was going to be someone that would suffer with depression and suffer with anxiety. And I was just too embarrassed and and too afraid to tell anybody because 
in my head, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is that you don't think you have it as bad as others. So you kind of feel guilty for, for having those thoughts and feelings because you're like, there's so many people suffering in the world. And here is me, you know, my life is is okay. I have my family around me, I have my friends, but still I was just so unhappy, so unhappy with myself. And I just continued going and going until I just had this idea. I was like, I'm going to move to Birmingham in the UK. And I thought it'd be a clean slate. You know yourself, you think you move to a new place that, you know, all your thoughts and feelings are going to stay <laughs> where they need to stay. But obviously it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And unfortunately, with all those thoughts and feelings still following me and then including homesickness, I just had a severe mental health breakdown in October 2019 when I was living in Birmingham to the point where I just needed to return home. It was just the right thing for me to do, even though I, I did have family over there. I just needed to come home. I needed to come home to my parents and I needed to just get help, I suppose, because I knew I couldn't hide from it any longer. I couldn't run from it. So that was just basically the last straw with my mental health. So long story short, I started CBT therapy. I started on medication and I just knew I wanted something that I could kind of turn to on a daily basis, that if there was a dip in my mental health, that I wouldn't be afraid that I'd have to go back on medication or afraid that maybe I'd have to be on a waiting list to see a therapist. So I started looking into mindfulness and Reiki because I had I had heard of Reiki before, but I kind of thought it was a bit, I suppose, woo would be the word. But um, yeah, I started looking into that for myself and absolutely fell in love with it. I think mindfulness especially brought me to the here and now because I spent a long time thinking about the past, thinking about what was going to happen in my future. Was I going to have a future? Mm-hmm. And I was really present. And I think mindfulness allowed me to do that. And when I realized how powerful it was to just like use your senses to just sit and be present, I was like, oh my God, this is a game changer. I just knew I was like, well, I need to, I need to learn more about this. So I started training in it and I had no intention of really kind of going down that career route but I just knew I wanted to educate myself a bit more on it and it was the same at Reiki I went for a Reiki session and I had an amazing experience where I saw my granddad at my heart chakra and I had lost him the year before and I would have been very close to him I lost him when I was living in Birmingham and I think I felt guilty for not being there Mm. so seeing him was just an amazing experience and a lot of people have said to me did you not find it like really hard to see him? And I said, not, not really, because I didn't get to say goodbye. So I felt like seeing him during that session was like my closure or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I started looking into Reiki. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it for myself. Then, of course, you know yourself, you start doing level one. And then I was like, oh, I might do level two. <laughs> and then it just escalated. So, yeah, I started training in it. And I'm now a Reiki master and a mindfulness practitioner for both adults and children. And I suppose... I knew when I was struggling with my mental health that the main thing I always said was I never wanted anybody to struggle and to feel the way I felt like waking up every morning and just not wanting to be there. I was like, I never want anyone to experience that. And you know yourself, like when we were in school, we didn't get those tools. We didn't get anyone saying, you know, let's talk about our emotions. Let's talk about why we feel sad, why we feel angry. And where we actually feel it in the body, because that was another thing I wasn't able to express. So when I first started therapy, he was like, well, where do you feel that sadness? And I was like, oh my God, I have no idea. <laughs> like, where, 
what what do you mean where do I feel this sadness he was like well where where do you feel it in the body like can you describe what your body feels like and that was just like an eye-opener I was like oh my god I've never had anyone ask me that question before because you just automatically say I'm sad but you are not sad you feel sad it's a feeling it's not who you are so I just knew I was like I need to just get this message across and I knew my page wasn't enough I needed to just work with children and start from the bottom up and I know I work with adults with Reiki and mindfulness but I think working in the schools kind of has has my heart at the moment if I'm being honest and I just I'm just so passionate about it I absolutely just love doing what I'm doing helping people understand that it's okay to have all these thoughts and emotions you know so yeah that would be that would be my answer wow amazing thank you so much for sharing that and yeah as always allowing yourself that vulnerability to be sharing your story and you raise so many good points there one of the things you mentioned is how we can easily think that someone else has got it worse and I shouldn't feel this way. And that's so common and we hear that so much, don't we, that we shouldn't feel this way. But obviously it just puts so much more pressure on us as well to to think we, that we should feel a different way and that, you know, everything should be okay. But exactly like you finished off at the end, it's, you know, allowing those emotions and everything, allowing everything to just flow. So and that's beautiful. Thank you. And also. It's lovely hearing your journey and how you therefore really empathize with people as well, really empathize with the people that you work with and really want to make that difference and help people, as you say, not feel the way that you had and have the tools in their toolbox to be able to support themselves going forwards. Yeah, 100%. as you mentioned, so you also work with children and teachers and she said something that's got a bit of your heart at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's just amazing that, that you do that work. I think it's incredible. How have you found the children respond to what you share as well? I'd love to know. It's funny, in the first session or two, they're kind of a little bit apprehensive, I suppose, because it's, it's a big thing. Another adult, like, you know, coming into their community, coming into their school and talking to them about something that they have never heard of before. So the school I'm in at the moment, I remember the first day I went in, I was talking to the principal after and I just said, you know, how did they feel before I was coming in? And they were like, they were so nervous. They thought you were going to be like really strict and asking them all these questions and they wouldn't know the answers and they'd be really embarrassed. And she was like, but it was a complete opposite. She was like, they couldn't stop talking about it. They, you know, they love the meditations. And I think that surprised me the the most was how capable they were and how easy they found just sitting there and listening to my voice. Because I think at the start, when I started meditating, I I found it really difficult, I suppose, to quieten the sound and to quieten those thoughts. But for the kids, they just were able to just zone out. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I just love the way they're able to just adapt to things so easily. And I think the ones that you think aren't listening are always the ones that are listening. And they kind of, they're able to tell you what you were talking about. They are nearly the first ones to talk up and say how they feel or what happened for them during the week and why they feel that way. They're able to express it quite well. And there are times when some of the children, you know, will act up or, you know, they're kind of not listening to what you're saying. But I think the relationship I have with them is probably a little bit different to a relationship a teacher might have with them because 
when I walk into the room, I don't want them to think that I'm a teacher and that I'm higher up than them. I want them to be able to relate to me. Mm -hmm. I want them to open up and know that it's a safe space. Once I walk into the room, that hour that I spend with them is safe and they can be themselves with me. And I think that's really important that they know that. But yeah, as I said, the, the meditation, the way they're able to focus on the meditation and the breathing exercise is incredible. And the teachers have given great feedback in that and they, they can see the difference. They can see the difference in the kids that maybe were afraid to talk about how they felt, that they're now able to go up and say to their teacher that something happened at home and this is what's happening and this is how I feel. And hearing that makes, you know, any bad thoughts or feelings I might have had about an experience going into a school because, you know, you can be your worst <laughs> critic. Yeah. It's, it's not true because when you get feedback like that, you're just like, okay, Whatever mm -hmm. I think in my head is irrelevant because that feedback is all that matters. Knowing that the kids are actually engaging, that they're listening and that they take on board what you're actually saying to them and what you're teaching them. Mm -hmm. That's the important thing because you can talk to kids and adults about something, but if they're not really going to take it on board and implement it into their lives, then it's not going to work. And I think mindfulness with the kids it seems to, I don't know, it just seems to gel. Whatever it is, they just seem to really connect with it. And they're just open. You know yourself, like kids are just open to anything. They'll do anything. If they know it's going to be fun and interactive and different, they like to do it. Whereas us adults are like, no, give us normality or give us something that we're used to. Whereas, yeah, whereas kids are great. They just adapt to anything really. So it's, it's yeah, it's been fantastic, the response, I must say really good yeah incredibly rewarding and yeah what amazing feedback to to hear yeah. as well and you know such supportive tools that you're giving them and being able to hear that they're starting to speak up and share how they feel yeah so that's amazing you kind of mentioned earlier to be able to give the reminder to come back into this present moment and just you know thinking okay is everything okay in this moment as well and feeling mm -hmm what they're feeling I think it's yeah it's a wonderful thing that you do and I can feel your energy as you talk about it and that safe space that you do create for them so it's really lovely thank you so you mentioned that obviously you do the in-person and distant Reiki healing as well mm -hmm. so will you just share what Reiki is for those who may not know or may not have experienced it and what the benefits are as well I loved hearing your own personal experience that you shared briefly earlier yeah um, yeah so yeah I'd love to hear a little bit more about that yeah so Reiki is a gentle relaxation and energy therapy for me the healer I get to channel energy from my hands to you the client so the most powerful thing about it is that you don't actually have to be in the room so I first started out doing Reiki online back in April last year and all of my clients were online until up until September in order for me to do it, I needed to train for three levels. So level one, level two, and the masters. And that allows me to use different symbols and different techniques to maybe improve the healing and to make the healing that bit more powerful. So the benefits, there are so many benefits. So it relieves stress, low mood, anxiety, improves your focus and your concentration. So anyone that maybe is, is kind of suffering from brain fog or something like that, especially after COVID, I know that is one of the symptoms. It's really good for that. It's good for boosting creativity and your energy levels. It's really good for sleep. And then the physical things would be some muscle aches and pains or inflammation. So especially people with arthritis, I actually had a client this afternoon who has severe arthritis 
and she has had Reiki before in the past for that so that's why she came back and then it just it just puts you into such a relaxed state like I think with Reiki it's kind of hard to describe but I think you need to experience it it's one of those things where you could talk all day long about it but unless you actually have that experience and have that feeling of relaxation it's going to be very difficult for me to explain but yeah it's just really really relaxing and you go off into your own little world and it's a chance for you to just forget about everything and forget about what's going on in the outside world and to just take that time for yourself which we tend to not do enough I don't think so that's why I love with, with Reiki that you're just kind of lying there and they're always like oh do I need to do something and I'm like no all you have to do is just lie there and relax and focus on your breath because I know a lot of people struggle with the fact that when I am doing Reiki I am silent and you will just hear music so a lot of people kind of get a bit nervous with that they're like well what if my you know my thoughts start to wander and it's like that's okay just bring your awareness and your focus back to your breath and that always helps to ground them and keep them focused so I offer as I said earlier both online and in person both group and one-to-one I know in person it's a little bit more powerful but still online has a beautiful powerful effect for the client so yeah it's, it's a magical that way I would describe it and a lot of people have said it, it's a magical therapy it's, it's something very special very yeah special. yeah amazing I've had it um, a couple of times myself in the past and I remember one time having it before a dentist appointment and I was so chilled at the dentist <laughs> Never before. It was just unreal. Like you say, felt like I was just away with the fairies. Just Yeah, yeah you do. You do chill. feel like it. You feel like you're gone off somewhere to another land. I think the yeah. dentist was like, is this one okay? <laughs> Very <Exactly. chilled. laughs> there are times I've had it as well and being able to feel that energy and the heat on different areas and different parts of your body mm-hmm. it's just completely fascinating to experience isn't it so yeah it is yeah, I love that you that you share that treatment as well and it fits so well with the other things that that you do so is there anything else on your mind that you'd love to share or for people to know I suppose my motto as you know would be just to fill up your own cup mm. um, because for such a long time, I didn't do that. I was, well, I can, I kind of still am, uh, but not as much. I am a people pleaser mm-hmm. and just constantly putting other people's needs first. And that's not to say there's anything wrong with obviously being caring and compassionate to others. But I think we often forget about ourselves, self-compassion, self-love, because you can't fill from an empty cup. And I think that's another thing that was probably my biggest downfall when I was suffering severely with my mental health. I was constantly probably trying to keep myself busy. So I helped people all the time. I said yes, constantly. I was a yes girl. Mm -hmm. And it was like I was putting up a mask and constantly keeping myself busy. So I didn't have to think about how I felt because I didn't really think I deserved to feel good. I didn't think that I could go off and buy myself flowers. I put that up, that post up, I think it was last year, the year before that I bought myself my first bouquet of flowers because I never, I never thought it was important enough. I would buy flowers for my mother, say, and they could cost whatever they would cost. I wouldn't care. But if I bought flowers, they're like, oh no, you don't really need them, Christine. I put them back. And this one day I was just looking at them and I was like, why can't I buy flowers for myself? Like, why am I telling myself that there needs to be someone else that I need to buy them for? Yeah, little things like that, just being really kind to yourself. It's it's so important. And just 
life is just too too short as we know with everything that's happening in the world and just it's so important to be compassionate and loving towards yourself because you only get one chance at life and I think you were put on this earth to make a go of it and to put yourself first and to love yourself and care about yourself as well as others so yeah that would be that would be the main thing I would like for people to know and for me to share with you is, is that it's it's not selfish it's important and other people respect you more if you respect yourself so yeah that would that would be the advice I would give yeah well I love that because I literally have said those words myself today as well to someone that you can't love you. Up, so. oh, love that. Love that. <laughs> but as you, model. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you say it's so important isn't it and if we do kind of forget ourselves so to be able mm. to have that awareness that actually we deserve I always say we you know we need to be our own biggest cheerleaders because we're the ones that are with ourselves 24 7 so 100 yeah ourselves the way that we would treat a friend as well so yeah. and amazing that you went to obviously go and get those flowers and I mm. think I don't know if you've kind of found the same as well but one of the biggest things for me I noticed with meditation was starting to have more awareness of those thoughts as well so you could see any thoughts creep in during the day mm. or seeing your limiting beliefs and things like that so to be yeah. able to have that awareness that you weren't buying yourself those flowers but actually yeah. you deserve mm. them and yes. you know it's time to treat yourself to those flowers as well mm. is just such a shift isn't it such a shift yeah definitely self-care so it's, it's catching yourself out isn't it it's, it's yeah. catching yourself before you go down that rabbit hole of continuing the cycle mm. so like as I said I had that awareness and and it is hard like I'm not gonna I don't want for people to be listening and thinking oh I, I can't do it I, I'll never be able to do it you can because I was in that situation where I didn't think I was worthy enough to buy flowers mm. for or worthy enough to go for a spa or worthy enough to buy myself something that I would have thought was too expensive but mm. you would easily buy it for a family member or a friend and yeah it's just it's having that compassion for yourself yeah. because it's just so important I can't I can't stress yeah. it out it's just so yeah. important <laughs> <laughs> and it's a journey isn't it really it's it is. you know it's if anyone is listening and they're finding it hard at the moment and thinking oh I couldn't do that myself it's knowing that it's a a journey and even just taking those little baby steps towards yeah. compassion like self-compassion and self-care mm. it just starts to make such a difference doesn't it yeah 100 and it is it's baby steps like you can't go off and decide you're going to buy yourself you know a holiday <laughs> home or something it has to be something small and I think that was a game changer for me was buying myself those flowers and it's not like I got the flowers I think it was like an Aldi or Little. <laughs> so it's not like it's paid like 50 euro or whatever it was but it was just the principle of it it was me yeah. standing up to me basically and telling myself you know what pipe down my thoughts and that's another thing as well you are not your thoughts yeah 100%. Um, and it's so important to to know that and I know for anyone that's listening that is at the start of that journey it does get easier and it's just it's baby steps as you said it just takes little steps and eventually you will get there and just not to overwhelm yourself with doing this doing that just take your time with it because it's not a race you know everyone will finish at different times and I know I'm still on this journey and probably will continue to be honest and I don't mind I mm. think I've come to that kind of acceptance now that this is the way life is meant to be for me and things happen for a reason so um, yeah that would be yeah I don't know about you but I think that we're all always on this journey as well I think we can all constantly be learning and 
growing and you know kind of shifting and there can often be even when we kind of think we're at a certain space there can often be something new that comes up and then you're kind of sitting back with yourself and being Mm. okay why am I feeling this why am I thinking this and you know digging in a bit deeper before shifting forwards again so I always like to think that exactly like you kind of hope I'm always on this journey and always learning as well really so yeah definitely definitely because life is is one big kind of lesson isn't it Mm. it's not always a school day as I always say um you're always learning Mm. um yeah yeah definitely definitely so a question that I always love to ask obviously being the unapologetically you podcast yes is what does being unapologetically you mean to you I think for me a big one would be no longer worrying what other people think about my life or what I'm doing because nine times out of 10, they're more than likely thinking about what's going on for them, which is something that I couldn't get my head around when I first, you know, started working on myself. I was like, so no one really cares. <laughs> I think that was a big wake up call. Yeah. I was like, what? I spent so many been, like sleepless nights worrying what other people are thinking about me. Um, <laughs> and they're experiencing the same, aren't they? Ah, and they're experiencing the exact same thing. It's, yeah. yeah. And it's about being who you want to be as well, without the worry of whether you'll stand out too much. I think that was another fear of mine of just standing out for all the wrong reasons and, and kind of dimming my light. And it's just, it's about loving and accepting who you are as a person. And as I said, just no longer dimming that amazing, unique light that you have inside you because each and every one of us has it. You know, we were all put on this earth to shine bright and to share our gifts with the world. So yeah, I think that's how I would describe being unapologetically me is just being exactly who you want to be and not being afraid and not being ashamed of who you are which is very difficult to do and it does take time and it's only in the last year that I suppose I'd be able to say that I can do that but I think that's yeah that's how I would describe it going for your your goals and going for what you desire no matter what other people think if it makes you happy then you know if you're not going to harm anyone in the process then just go for it and be who you want to be shine bright shine bright I love that. Thank you for that. And I also love how you're shining your light at the moment as well. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful to see. And it's been amazing to connect with you here for this podcast episode and hear more about you. And I really thank you for, again, sharing your journey, your story and some little tips in there, which are really going to kind of support anyone listening so how can people get in contact with you so i'm on social media so i'm on instagram as worthy underscore of underscore well-being because i know there's another uh, worthy of well-being out there just in case <laughs> and i'm on in or i'm on facebook as well as worthy of well-being and i have a website as well that you'll be able to find me on and yeah just come come and say hello i'm very open and honest on my instagram page more than anything else so I'm a very open book, I suppose. I share a lot about mental health and everyday life because I think it's important to to share the ups and downs mm. because I think a lot of people might think that just because you maybe have, you know, a wellness business or you're working for yourself that you have it all together, which is not true. <laughs> you know, we, we still have mental health days where it's hard to get out of bed. So that's what I like to share with with everyone and obviously tips and tricks for, you know, well-being and self-care and all about Reiki as well and mindfulness it's all there really to to have a look at and have a little gander yeah amazing and as I said earlier it's what 
has made you kind of empathize and understand isn't it really and that's how you share what you do so anyone listening do head over and follow Christine so worthy underscore of underscore well-being and yeah you get amazing tips and tricks on there so it's really good kind of account to follow and um, lovely to shine in your light so thank you Christine so much for joining us here today really appreciate everything that you shared and look forward to connecting with you again soon thank you so much for having me Karen thanks a million and thank you so much for everyone that's listening been great really appreciate it